Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Hello and welcome to Covenant's Pulpit. We are in our series this year in the book of Daniel. We've come to the last three chapters, 10, 11, and 12. And today we're going to focus on uh, chapter 10 and then the uh, first verse of 11. But uh, last week, Pastor Kai did an excellent overview of these three chapters. And if you've missed it, uh, do check it out in our online sermon resources. These three chapters record for us the fourth and final vision of Daniel. It's the longest, the most detailed, and uh, the preachers are having a challenging time. But the role of a preacher is a prophet and teacher to proclaim Christ and his gospel and to call people to know God and to walk in his ways, to equip God's people for works of ministry. There can be a lot of things to be preached from uh, Daniel chapter 10, but as I prepare this sermon, I feel uh, this burden, and as I bring it to you, I pray God will speak to every one of us personally. This is the burden. How do we run with endurance the race that God has marked out for us? How do we run with endurance the race that God has marked out for us. Hebrews chapter 12, 1, the writer says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And to run with endurance the race that God has marked out for us, Daniel chapter 10 shows us that we must look to and depend on our God who strengthens us in two situations I want to bring to us. The first is when we feel too weak, to carry on. The second is when we pursue a lifetime of faithful service. Okay, in a while we'll look at each one of them, but let's look to the text, Daniel chapter 10. I want to read it for us till 11 verse 1 from the English Standard Version. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel who was named Belteshazzar, and the word was true and it was a great conflict. And he understood the word and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is, the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Euphaz around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fled to hide themselves. 
So I was left alone and saw this great vision, and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words, and as I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Verse 10, And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. When he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face toward the ground and was mute. And behold, one in the likeness of the children of man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. I said to him who stood there before me, O my Lord, by reason of the vision, pains have come upon me, and I retain no strength. How can my Lord's servant talk with my Lord? For now no strength remains in me, and no breath is left in me. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth. There is none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince. And as for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. Let us pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you as we come to hear your word. These are not just written words on the pages of our Bible. But Lord, these are words that we can take to our hearts personally. So I pray that, Father, you would speak to each one of us today through this message to strengthen us to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. So when we feel too weak to carry on, and Daniel, he felt so weak when he encountered the manifest presence of God, verses 5 to 6. This was a theophany, an appearance of God, uh, the manifest presence of God. If you compare that with Revelation 1, that's why some commentators say maybe this is a vision of the pre-incarnate Christ. A lot of similarities. And Daniel became so weak, right? A few times it is stated he had no strength. Four times in verses 8 twice and then verse 16 and verse 17. He became so weak when he encountered the 
presence of God. And for us, uh, some of us may have had those experiences where we felt so weak in the presence of God. Others of us, we feel weak in the situations of life that we go through. Sometimes we can't stand up, we feel like we cannot breathe. Uh, there, there There is fear, there is weakness. We retain no strength like Daniel. I'll talk more about situations like that later. The second uh, point here, we, we feel that too weak to carry on when sometimes we experience delay in answer to our prayers. And Daniel experienced three weeks delay and he was praying and there was no answer. Uh, just like some of us, when we pray, we feel that, hey, why is God silent? Why isn't he saying anything? Why is he not doing anything? Does he hear? Does he know? Are my prayers bouncing off the ceiling, so to speak? Why is there no answer? And maybe that's why we feel weak to carry on, too weak. And in Daniel chapter 10, we see that there are forces at play, uh, interacting forces between invisible realities, heavenly realities, and earthly realities. There are dark angels, evil angels, fighting against the good angels and opposing God's purposes. So there are demonic forces at work, and these have interplay and interaction with uh, human realities, people. And so we, we experience what we understand as spiritual warfare. There is spiritual warfare, and sometimes for reasons known to God, He allows that to bring a delay to His answer to our prayers. We don't know why. But God is in control still. He is sovereign, and He works out His plans according to His purposes. He hears our prayers. Verses 12 to 14 and verses 20 to 21 show us this. And so Daniel, he is praying. He doesn't know a lot of the details of what is happening in the invisible spiritual realm. He is praying, he's laying hold of God, he is holding fast to God's word and promises, his expectations based on the promises of God, he is trusting in the character of God, he is faithful, he is the covenant-keeping God, he loves his people, they are his treasured possession. God, why? Why are things like that? and he laments and he prays. And for us, we are reminded in spiritual warfare, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 reminds us that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. The Apostle Paul, Ephesians chapter 6, tells us at verse 12 onwards, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And if you read on, it calls us to put on the whole armor of God and to pray and to pray. And so that was what uh, Daniel did and he continued to pray. So even if we experience delay, 
we feel weak, we like very discouraged, hard to carry on, let's continue praying. I only touch on spiritual warfare. We may have more of that in the coming sermons. But next year, IDMC Conference 2024, the whole subject is spiritual warfare. The title of the conference is Under Attack. I want to encourage all of us, whether you're online or on-site, covenanters or not, sign up for IDMC Conference 2024, fully on-site conference. But for covenanters, family, come together as a church family, okay? Very highly subsidized price for all of us. $80 per person from now to the end of January. More than enough time for covenanters to sign up. Okay, so do that please, and then we can learn more about spiritual warfare. The third sub-point under this part is when we feel too weak to carry on in life and ministry, God reassures us of His love, and He gives us courage and strength. There is the ministry of angels we see here. Right, three times Daniel was touched and strengthened. But God may use uh, people to minister strength to us, fellow brothers or sisters in Christ, as they pray for us, as they encourage us, remind us of God's word. We are strengthened, we are encouraged. God may even use people who are not believers, non-Christians, to encourage us. And so God sends help when we feel too weak to carry on. God ministers to us, and sometimes He sends angels. Some of us, I don't know whether you have experienced that. Uh, I have not in any way I know. Maybe we have been ministered to by angels, but we didn't even know it. Right? But some people say they, they realize hey, the person suddenly disappeared after ministering to me. Okay, I don't know about you, but five times in verses 18 to 19, the word strengthen is used. In the Hebrew, is kazak. And five times, I want to show that to you, verses 18 to 19. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me, right? First time, he said, O man, Greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. Strong, of good courage, same word, kazakh, so three times already. And then he goes on to say, As he spoke to me, I was strengthened, fourth time, and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me, fifth time. Five times. Mentioned. And so God strengthens us. He uses whatever means He chooses, but we must have that confidence that when we are weak, we feel we can't carry on, God knows. He hears our prayers and He will send help, ministry to strengthen us. We are reminded, even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 44, he was really struggling, the impending uh, trial and crucifixion where he will die on the cross for the sins of the world. He was, he was in agony and anguish and he was praying in that garden. He says, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. 
And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And so Jesus also received the ministry of an angel. Sometimes, or oftentimes, God wants to speak to us to encourage us, to strengthen us, but we are too busy to hear. Uh, it's, we are running around, we are not being still, and not knowing that He is God. We, we have so many distractions, there's so many noises, we don't hear. God may be trying to get through to us, but we have not stopped to seek Him, to be quiet, and to be still in His presence. And for that, I want to commend to us the practice of solitude and silence, to get distance, get, get away, alone with God. When you are going through a very difficult situation, to find time alone with God, to bring the situation before God in prayer. It may be uh, an hour, two hours, half a day, one day, it could be a few days. Whatever it is, to find a place where you can be alone with God. You know, Daniel, he was in, this, uh, in, in Babylon, right? And this is at the bank of the river Euphrates. But the verse 4 tells us he was at the bank of the great river Tigris. This is not a stone's throw away. Uh, it's quite a distance. So he, he traveled out northeast towards Tigris, and it's like a marathon's journey thereabouts. And he is finding a place, he's continuing to pray and seek God. So sometimes we need to get away. And I know of people who have been doing this. This is a practice. I want to encourage that. Even uh, young adult guys who were see seeking certain questions earlier this year, they, they took time out and they had a silent retreat and they were, were, were processing things with God. And I had the privilege to a journey with them, process things and pray for them. And next week, a group of us are going away for a silent retreat. We need this. And my experience is that oh, so many times, time and again, God knows my needs. And He tells me, He reassures me of His love. He is with me. He understands. He knows what I'm going through. And He shows me things. He gives me His word. Uh, it's, it's not just from the, the Bible. Sometimes he shows you things or sends people, okay, even strangers, and you are encouraged. So let, let me commend this to you. If you are new to this, do uh, look for your district mentor. Okay? They would love to give you some uh, guidance and to kind of encourage you in this practice. To run with endurance the race that God has marked out for us, Daniel 10 shows us that we must look to and depend on our God who strengthens us when we feel too weak to carry on or, and when we pursue a lifetime of faithful service. When we want to serve God with our whole life and continue, uh, God strengthens us in the journey because there can be real discouragements and setbacks and we feel like giving up. Daniel was a man who had a lifetime of faithful service to God. Did you know he was only a teenager when he was first deported to Babylon? Uh, that was around 605 BC. He was a teenager. And so about 70 years after, when we come to Daniel chapter 10, how old is this guy? He's in his 80s. Uh, 
He still has a heart to serve God. We see that in the next point, Daniel's heart for God, God's people and God's city. Verses 1 to 3, you see him. He is mourning in a time of Passover. He is abstaining from delicacies, meats and wine and fine foods. He is abstaining. He's denying himself. He's in mourning. He's neglecting his body, not putting lotions. That means no skincare products and all that. He's probably unkempt. He probably smells. He's mourning. He's praying. And he is He's crying out to God. God, despite your promise in Jeremiah 29, why is the return of the exiles to, uh, to, to Jerusalem and Judea, why is it so fraught with difficulties? Why is the rebuilding of the temple so fraught with problems, Lord? After the foundation was laid in the second year of the exile's return, the work stopped. Stopped for how long? Around 16 years, you know. And so Daniel was in a time when the work had stopped. And probably he heard about it. He's, he's crying out to God. He's lamenting. Now, lament speaks of an expectation that God will do what he has promised. Right? Lamentation, a lament it speaks of a relationship with God. And that's why we can go to Him and lament and cry out to Him. Sometimes we still don't know the answer. And sometimes the answer is delayed. Sometimes God tells us why. I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul's example in straining forward and pressing on upward. In Philippians chapter 3, Verses 13 to 14, the Apostle Paul says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here, another example of a disciple who is pressing on he is straining forward. He wants, to, he wants to pursue a lifetime of faithful service until the Lord calls him home. The Apostle Paul says, for, me, for to me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And so I have a burden for us. Maybe you are a young adult or maybe an older adult, right, in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, and your your career, your work in the marketplace, it's really busy. Life in the fast lane may be exciting, you get drawn in, it's heady, it's exhilarating, there's power and prestige and there's, there's money, of course. You're progressing fast, blazing trails, making a name for yourself in sector and industry. But if God is not at the center of your life and your vocation, you are doing all these things for yourself. You are living for self and the trappings of worldly success without reference to God and His righteous ways. If you are not seeking the kingdom of God, then tragically, you are headed, perhaps at great speed, in the wrong direction of an idolatrous and disastrous life. 
Make God the centre of your life and work. Always seek God's direction and work for the honour and glory of His name. I want to also mention those who are seniors. Maybe you are a young senior like me or an older senior. Don't lose the focus on God's mission that you had. Perhaps you had when you were a youth or young adult. But now you feel that, yeah, the passion is gone. You are you're finding things aimless, not much purpose in maybe pre-retirement or retirement years. Don't lose that focus. Don't drift along with the world's water currents in your retirement years. Instead, be directed and empowered by God. Be strengthened by God to pursue a lifetime of faithful service to God. Amen? I want to play for us a, a video clip. It's a, it's a tribute to this man. I, I want to give us an example of a, a guy who lived a, a lifetime of faithful service to God. He started when he was in his teens, and he passed away in his 80s, and in his 80s, he was still pressing on forward in serving God. This video was recorded when George Verver was about 82 years old, and he was called home two years later at age 84 on 14th April this year, so about six months ago. And in the final stages, he was uh, struggling, uh, suffering from cancer, sarcoma of his abdomen, and late stage, and he was, he was still encouraging people through videos. And there's so many things to pick from the, this video clip. The, the heart for God and the gospel, that people must come to know Jesus. The, the place of prayer, intercession, and, and then how God encouraged him. He says he has weaknesses, he needed to persevere, but he could because God provided people to encourage him and helped him to persevere. And last of all, most impactful, he said, I'm 100% with you to serve until he takes me home. And that is the heart of what I want for us as disciples of Jesus. That you and me, we want to pursue a lifetime of faithful service to God. He is worthy. And many of us are facing struggles, and some of us, major struggles. For example, serious illness. Serious illness like maybe an autoimmune disorder, cancer, relapse, or some other illness. Some of us have mounting debts, marriage on the rocks, family relationship breakdown, loss of a loved one, loss of a job or career, exhaustion as a caregiver, suffering emotional abuse at work or at home, maybe physical abuse, purposelessness, emptiness, isolation, depression, and thoughts of giving up on life. And the list goes on. And today, God wants to strengthen you. God wants to strengthen 
you and give you a touch to strengthen you? Will you receive God's touch today to strengthen you to run with endurance the race marked out for you? Will you receive God's touch today to give you courage to get up from your setbacks and discouragement and to pursue a lifetime of faithful service to Him, to redirect your focus from things of the world to things of God so that you can pursue a lifetime of faithful service to Him. And so verse 19 is God's personal word to those of us who are greatly struggling in life today. And I want us in a few moments to minister to each other in prayer. Verse 19 says, you are greatly loved. Loved means precious, treasured. All who belong to Christ, we are God's treasured possession. He loves us. And do not be afraid, verse 19 says, peace, shalom, be with you, wholeness, soundness, welfare, peace be with you. Be strong and courageous. I invite us to stand, all of us to just stand. Those of you online as well, let us have this time of response and ministry to one another. In the next few minutes, we are going to pray for our neighbour. We're going to pair up. And this is the mutual ministry of the saints. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are God's ministers. God empowers us in ministry to one another. And so first, I want to pray for all of us, and then I'll lead us and call us to pray for one another. On the basis of Jesus' blood shed on the cross, I pray for God's forgiveness of our sins and cleansing of all unrighteousness. Give us clean hands and pure hearts, O God. That all Christians here on site and online, and I ask God for the Holy Spirit's empowering on all of us to be God's ministers to one another in this sacred time of ministry in Jesus' name. In the presence and power of God, I just invite us, congregation now, to pray for each other. Just pair up, okay, pair up, and one person prays first for the other, and then we switch. And I want you to address your brother or sister by name, and use these words on the screen to pray. These are from verse 19. I want you to address your brother or sister by name, right, and pray these words over your brother or sister with love and compassion and with faith. Shall we do that? Let's take the next couple of minutes to do that. Let's pray. Let's pair up. Let God speak through us and minister through us. Strength, courage, peace to each other. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You are with us here. Your presence is with us, O oh God. Our prayers, Lord. The other person pray by name. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to now pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you. I pray for all Christians listening to this message to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to desire and pursue as never before a lifetime of faithful service to God. He is worthy of all our worship. In Jesus' name, I ask you, O Lord, for new faith, new strength, new courage in our hearts, a renewed love for you, O God, our Creator and Redeemer, to serve you and your purposes in our generation, to do your will and your mission in the world until Christ Jesus returns or calls us home to be with Him forever, to see and share in His glory. Hallelujah. O Lord, when we don't understand your specific plans and specific timings for our lives and your church and this present world, teach us, O Lord, to wait patiently for you and to rely totally on your word and promises. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's remain standing. Church, let's respond to the song I will wait for you. In darkest places I will call Incline your ear to me anew And hear my cry And hear my cry for mercy, Lord Oh Jesus, we wait on you, Father Respond to you, God To count my sinful ways How could I come? How could I come before your throne? Yet for forgiveness meets my gaze I stand redeemed I stand redeemed by grace alone I for you I for you On your word I will rely, I will wait for you, surely wait for you, till my soul is satisfied.
himself has paid the price that all who trust that all who trust in him today may we find healing find healing in his sacrifice all who trust that all who trust in him today find healing in his find healing in his sacrifice I will wait for you I will wait for you through the storm and through the night I will wait for you surely wait for you for your love is my delight spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. You can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.